Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of On Point with Bishop Robert G. Rudolph. On Point, keeping you focused in the right direction. Want to let you know it is truly a pleasure to be here, and thank you for listening. Please check out the bishop's website at Robert G. Rudolph. Dot org. That's robertgrudolph.org. You can listen to previous episodes of the podcast as well as see what the bishop is doing. He's always doing the Lord's work, so you can check him out and see what he has going on. And so today we're going to continue with the days of Pentecost, the days of Pentecost. And I'm your facilitator, Vincent Edwards, better known as Mr. Speaker. And Bishop, how you doing on today, my brother? I'm doing fine, sir. How are you doing? I'm doing well. You know, it's always good to be here on Terrific Tuesday to listen and watch where the bishop is going to take us. Um, and on today, we're going to continue with the days of Pentecost. And I do believe we're going to be coming from the book of Acts chapter 3. Looking forward to hearing um, that on today, Bishop, you can go ahead and just get us started with a prayer and jump right into this teaching on today. Yes, sir. Father, we thank you for this day and we thank you for the opportunity to reach the masses through technological advances. Uh, God, I thank you for the use of the Internet so that we can hopefully bring the gospel to every person. Now, God, we ask that you would just word my mouth and uh, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. Well, we are still continuing in the days of Pentecost. And as you know, we've dealt with Easter. We've dealt with the burial, the crucifixion and the burial, as well as the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And now we are talking about a lot of the things that the disciples did before and immediately after they received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And today I want to draw your attention to the gospel of or excuse me, the book of Acts, the book of Acts, the Acts of the Apostles, the third chapter. And I want us to look at, at selective verses of scripture uh, in this particular um, session on today. Uh, let's look at chapter 3, chapter 3, uh, and I'm going to begin reading with verse 1. This is what the Bible says. Now, Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour. And a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms of them that entered into the kingdom or into the temple who seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked an alms. And Peter, fastening his eyes upon him with John, said, Look on us. And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. Then Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. And he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. 
I want to stop just for a second and talk about two preachers that uh, are coming into the temple. Now, it's very interesting that these two were put together. The reason why I say that, Mr. Speaker, is because Peter was the one who denied Christ mm-hmm. and betrayed him, uh, or excuse me, betrayed him or uh, denied him. And John was the one, if anybody was a friend of Jesus, it was John. This was the one that had the personal care. Jesus himself put his mother in John's personal care. So it's interesting that the one who was not bold and uh, always was speaking up, and then the other one who was always around Jesus, it seemed very interesting that he chose both of them and uh, had them to go two by two. I guess in their ministry, they, they worked together. But the Bible says Peter, the one who denied him, and John, the one who took care of his mother, they went up together into the temple of the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour. Now, the Bible tells us this, that there was a certain man who had been went, lamed from his mother's womb. It didn't tell us how long he came to that temple. It didn't tell us how long he was at the gate beautiful. But instead of them trying to get him some help, instead of them trying to do something to, to make a difference so that he wouldn't have to deal with this anymore, the best way they knew to help him was to get him to bed. And you know, in those days, uh, people who uh, were not uh, physically able to do things, that was their lot. They would beg and ask of alms of people. And being in front of the temple was an ideal place to be because of all the traffic. People were coming in and and they were reading scripture and they were going to church and that kind of thing. So I, I guess they felt the best way to help him was to let him beg. But he had been going to the temple. We don't know how long he had been going to the temple, but he had been going there, I would imagine, for a long period of time. The Bible says that he had been lame from his mother's womb. So this man could have been 40 years old. He could have been 50 years old. We, we don't know. In this particular passage of scripture, it doesn't give reference to how old he was. But I want you to understand that it could have been a, an older man. It could have been a younger man, but it was a man of age. And so when Peter and John came in, uh, normally instead of them uh, talking and holding a conversation, what beggars would do is they wouldn't look them Uh, directly in the face in many instances, but they would just ask of alms of them or they would stick their hands out. And this man had a totally different response than what he would normally receive. So I'm quite sure in the past, uh, people would just automatically give him something. They wouldn't want him to even beg. They didn't want him to even ask uh, anything of them. They probably got tired of looking at him. They saw him at the temple every day. But Peter and John happened to come to the temple at this time. We don't know if they came to this particular temple uh, or if they came to some other place. But obviously, uh, the man was just used to doing what he would normally do, and that is to beg or to ask of alms. And that's a powerful statement within itself. He had no hope. He didn't know if he was ever going to walk or to do anything else. But he now begin to beg and ask of them of alms. And the Bible says he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something 
of them. He knew that this was the everyday thing. I am going to put my hand out there and I'm going to receive something. I, I don't care what it is. I'm going to receive it. So, Mr. Speaker, that's where we are so far uh, before we go any, any further on today. All right. So he put his hands out. He was expecting um, the same thing. He was expecting the usual. But here you have two preachers to, after the, you know, after the, the, the great excitement, the day of Pentecost, here they come. And now they're going to do something totally different, totally unexpected. And I wonder how he was feeling instead of getting something. Now they're telling him to look at us. I wonder what was this going through his mind? Because are they going to give me something different? Are they going to give me more? Hmm. Why are they asking me to look at them? They know this is not the custom, but he didn't know what he was about to get on this day. Oh, he and had that no was idea. Because of the power of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> there you go. He had no idea. This man was just expecting to receive something. He didn't want to talk to them. He didn't want to hold a conversation with them. He didn't want to develop a relationship with them. It was just, I'm going to put my hand out there and I'm going to receive something from them because that's what has always happened. But Peter and John said, look, we're, we're broke today. We don't have anything. Hold, All right. hold, hold, hold up, Bishop. You know I got to have some fun here. So you're telling me the church was broke? <laughs> if you look at today... <laughs> <laughs> we, we we could play around with that later on, but uh, I I think we could say that in the opposite. They they silver and gold they didn't have, but I think we got a little right. silver gold, but no power. Yeah, Go just ahead. A oh, oh, wow, that's a good one. That's a good one. They didn't have uh, financial means, but they did have power. So, with that being said, you know these two broke preachers they come to the temple, right? And so they didn't have what the man was looking for, but they did have something that was going to help him. Uh, they were going to give him something that he needed, not something yes. he wanted, not necessarily he wanted, but something he needed. All right. So Peter says this in verse six. Peter said, now, again, Peter's always doing the talking, even when it was a bad situation. He was always doing the talking. Yeah, he, um, he, he talked. Finally, he able to back it up because before he, he do a lot of talking. Right. <laughs> Always doing the talking. Always doing the talking. Uh, but anyway, so Peter said, "Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, give I thee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk." Now that is messed up here, because this man. According to the scripture, notice what it says here. He had been lame from his mother's womb. He had seen other people walking. He had seen other people jumping. He had seen other people moving and using their legs. But according to the scripture, this man had never walked. He had been lame from his mother's womb. It's one thing to have walked and then you lose the use of your legs and you cannot walk. But mm -hmm. it's another thing if you've never, ever walked before. Hmm, something to think about, y'all. Yeah, something that, to think about. Yeah, I mean, you look at he, he's never done it before. Always never. sitting there and now he's in a position to receive the strength in his limbs to do it 
that's nothing but the power of God. Because now if anybody looks at this, they can't say, as we used to say back in the day, I'm going to date myself. He perpetrating a fraud. He was just sitting there trying to, to take everybody money. He exactly. was never, he was never, there was nothing wrong with him. There was nothing wrong with him, but it was from his, his mother's womb. Exactly. He had never, ever, never, ever walked before. All right. So he just expected them to give him some monetary, something, uh, some money, and he could go on. But the Bible says, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Now, again, he's never walked before. <laughs> he didn't know how to walk. He's never had strength in his legs. He was literally lame from his mother's womb. And you're asking me to walk? I've never had strength in my legs before. My muscles are not even developed. So how in the world can I walk? But the good thing about Peter is that Peter had a big mouth, but Peter also had a helping hand. And it's good for us uh, to have mouths and to talk about people and to say what they're not doing, so on and so forth. But are we going to help them? In other words, let me use this as an example. When people come to church and they're not like you, don't mm -hmm. talk about what they have on that they shouldn't have on. Or don't talk uh -oh. about what they could have done or, or how their life could have been better. Because if truth be told, if it had not been for the grace and the mercy of God, we would be in the same situation that they are in today. And the but church says amen. There you yeah. go. Thanks be to God, they were able to help him. So he didn't just talk about him. He didn't just say, I'm not going to give you anything. He literally said, all right, I can't help you that way, but I'm going to help you that this way. Give me your hand, brother. Give me your hand. Rise up and walk. And the Bible says, as he took him by the right hand, look at verse 7 of chapter 3 of Acts. He, and he took him by the right hand and lifted him up. You don't look down on anybody other than to give them a hand to raise them up. Uh, I know Bishop Ford used to say that all the time. Don't look down on anybody unless you're trying to reach and get them and bring them to where you are. The Bible says this, when he lifted him up, because the man couldn't move, he had never received any kind of development in his muscles or in his legs. But when the man lifted, when, when Peter lifted him up, immediately not the next day not the next year not some other time in the indefinite future but immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength so he had no feeling in his legs when you are lame you have no feeling in your legs you can't move there's no development there's no muscle development because you've never used it before but all of a sudden his feet and his ankle bones received strength and not only did he walk, but the Bible says in verse 8, and he leaping up stood. Now, it's just like a baby that starts um, uh, walking before he starts crawling. Literally, this man leaped and stood on legs that he had never used before. Mm. Legs that had been lame from his mother's womb. He leaped and stood and walked and entered with them into the temple. Now, come on now. Come on, y'all. <laughs> this man has been on the outside of the temple, always on the outside begging, always. 
never used his legs. Always somebody's carrying him around. They had to carry him to get him there to the front of the temple. Mm. But this man gets up, and I believe he had a strut, brother. I believe <laughs> this man had a strut on that day. You know, I've never walked before. I've never had any feelings in my leg. But he got up, he walked, and he entered into the temple with them, with Peter and John. And he was walking, and he was leaping, and he was praising God. Praising God. God. Giving him there thanks. There you go. Exactly. And, and everybody I, and I, in the house saw him walking, leaping, and praising God on that day. That, that is powerful. And that demonstrates the power that came down from on high when the Holy Spirit was sent. And ye shall receive power. There After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. I mean, it, it's just powerful. And, and this is what we should be doing today. Acts of ministry, helping people, allowing them to see God. And and I, I just I just love this um because I remember you talking about I believe it was teaching someone how to fish rather than just giving them fish and now he is able to walk. He was expecting money. He was expecting them to give him something, but now they gave him something where he can go out and do things on his own and not have to depend on other people for his existence. There you go. There you go. The Lord had blessed him. He had been begging all this time. He had been asking people for help, and now he's able to walk on his own. And that's a powerful testimony because this man had never received any type of strength or any kind of muscle development in his legs. But all of a sudden, because of the miraculous power of Jesus and the miraculous power of the Holy Ghost, he stood, he was leaping up, stood and walked and entered with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. And I'm quite sure that when he got up, he didn't just get up cool. This man was walking and leaping and praising. This man was excited. As, as we say today, he... my legs. He, I think he praised God like he was losing his mind. <laughs> I think so. I would imagine so. I would imagine so. But that's the power of Jesus Christ. You, you have to be in the right place at the right time. And this man was. You have to be expecting something. And when it comes, you have to take full advantage of it. And he did. And the Bible says he walked in the temple and everybody saw it. It wasn't just a situation where it just happened on the outside. But when he walked in the temple everybody saw what was going on and the Lord had blessed him. So they were amazed. They Amen. were amazed. And they said, Hey, is this the man that was out that's been outside for all of these years? He's coming here walking and leaping and praising God. And I believe he had a testimony on that day. And I do too. And Bishop, what I see in this passage as well, when it comes to God, we often say the scripture, his ways is, you know, we always say the one when they say, you know, his ways are not our ways and his thoughts are not our thoughts. But here I see sometimes we ought to expect the unexpected. There you go. And, and he, did. He, he, he did. And we just ought to expect God to do the miraculous. And I do believe he will. And that comes with our faith, with our faith, Bishop. Exactly. I, I'm, I'm with you 100 percent. And I'm just thankful that this this is an example in the Bible of what happened to this man and the Lord blessed him. And that was a powerful day when he had the freedom to be able to walk. He was no longer bound, but he was able to walk. Thank so, God for that. 
some oh thank god bishop so so bring it all together today what should we as christians today in your summary glean from this passage of scripture and what should we do with this passage of scripture well again he was in the right place at the right time the lord had blessed him the lord had given him an opportunity and it was a powerful situation and not only that but he expected to receive something when you come to church uh, when you come into the temple expect something don't just come and hear some hymns and don't just come and listen to a sermon and go home expect god to move in a miraculous way if you expect him to move it will happen and this man was walking and leaping and praising god he received uh, more than what he anticipated he received more than what he expected so I think you should do that today. I, I come into the sanctuary every Sunday, and I know I have to preach. I know I have to do that. But I don't come just to preach. I come to receive something from the Lord. I expect before the preaching that God is going to help me. And that's why I praise and worship him when I come into the house of prayer, because I want him to know I appreciate him and what he has done for me. Somebody said, when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he has done for me, my soul cries, hallelujah, thank God for saving me. I'm excited that he saved me. And I'm, I, that's why I expect him to move because he said in his word that he would never leave me. He would never forsake me. He also said in his word that all I have to do is to trust and depend upon him and he will bless me and i'm expecting a blessing i'm expecting one too bishop at all times expecting to hear from god close us out please bishop with prayer father we thank you for the opportunity to read and to study and to teach and minister on the book of acts thank you god for this man who was laying at the temple expecting alms, expecting money, but he received more than money on that day. God, you gave him the ability to walk and the ability to receive strength in his ankle bones and in his legs. God, I ask that you would just do the same miracles that you did before, do the same miracles now and allow us the opportunity, God, to serve you because you have done miraculous things for us. Now, Father, I ask that you would touch everyone that's listening to this podcast. And Lord, I ask that you would just infuse them with your spirit. Not only let your spirit come upon them, but God, let them receive the baptism of your spirit on the inside. And it is so, and it is done in the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you all for listening to Bishop Rudolph's teaching on today, coming from the book of Acts once again. You've been listening to On Point with Bishop Robert G. Rudolph. On Point, keeping you focused in the right direction.